Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy environmental news of the week. Okay, so I guess this is more just like a this year news, but we want to wish Jonathan the turtle a very happy birthday. <laughs> He's going to be 190 this year. That is old. Oh, he is officially the oldest living animal known. He now holds the records for oldest living um Chelonian or Colonian. I don't know how to say it, but the, the family that includes turtles, tortoises, and terrapins. Cute. <laughs> 190. Dude was around before the first photograph was taken. Wow. Before the Eiffel Tower was built. Wow. Yeah. It cracks me up because I feel like we've had this conversation about Jonathan like five times. You've told me about him and every single time I'm like, who is she? <laughs> Whose birthday are we? What? Every single time. Because who thinks I'm going to name this turtle Jonathan? Jonathan. It's a good old man name, Jonathan Turtle. Because <laughs> people 190 years ago loved the Jonathan. name Jonathan. That's great. That's so, great. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jonathan. <laughs> okay. So today I'm really excited because. We were talking and we realized the whole reason we started this podcast is because you and I were talking about Hawaii's spinner dolphins Mm -hmm. at Starbucks and this sweet older gentleman turned his chair and just started listening to us as we talked. Yeah. And we were like, hmm, we have one listener. We should just start this. (laughs) So entertaining. (laughs) Let's have a podcast. And then now we're on episode, like, I think we're in the twenties and we've never talked about dolphins. I know that was (laughs) the one thing that we were like, yep dolphin we already did it just it wasn't recorded (laughs) (laughs) but so today I wanted to go over there are like over 40 species of dolphins and this isn't including porpoises which are different Mm -hmm. from dolphins okay so there's a lot of animals and so we're not going to cover them all today because you will just be bored um I'm sure in the future we'll talk about like the Hawaii spinner dolphins separately or like the vaquita porpoise separately Mm -hmm. or killer whales who are considered dolphins um So just things like that that we'll go into in the future. But today I wanted to talk about generalization, awesomeness of dolphins. Are you ready? I'm so ready. So like a Dolphins 101. Dolphins 101. See, I just came up with a name. That's what we're going to call it. Dolphins 101. (laughs) Class is in session. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So like I said, there are about 40 species of dolphins. Do you have a favorite? My favorite dolphin? Well... I mean, I feel like it's the spinners, but I kind of feel like that's a cop-out answer. Just because they're so spin. They're yeah, so freaking cute. Because they're so fun. They're like, like what, seven feet long and the biggest guys. I think they're normally like three to six. Like they're a pretty tiny dolphin species compared yeah. to like the giant bottlenose, all those big ass, badass dudes. Right. Like grumpy gooses. I grew up, I mean, I guess bottlenose would be the original, like the OG, my introduction to dolphins. Yeah. But after we do more like specific dolphin episodes, uh-huh. I'm going to readdress that question okay. and pick a new favorite. Do you, okay. So when I was growing up, I was obsessed, I still am obsessed with dolphins. Mm-hmm. So like my whole room was dolphins. I had a dolphin shower curtain. I had dolphin books. I had all like everything 
dolphins uh keep in mind kansas <laughs> i was in kansas for a, for a long time and i had never even seen a dolphin until i was like i think 10 or 12 was the first time i saw one and it was at like you know a dolphin show all that things that happened you know in the 90s <laughs> um, but i remember having this little calendar because I'm a very organized person and it's like sometimes to the detriment of myself, (laughs) but when I was like seven or no, maybe I was older, I would say eight or nine. I had this calendar with Atlantic spotted dolphins on the front Mm. of it. And it's like the Caribbean, the crystal clear waters with the spotted dolphins. And when I was little, I always got made fun of for having so many freckles. And that was like, my thing was, I was embarrassed about all the freckles on my face, but my mom got me this calendar of these Atlantic spotted dolphins. And I was like, oh my God, they have freckles and they're the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. I can have freckles and be cool too. So I love dolphins. Love that. That's so cute. (laughs) I used to root for the Miami dolphins because they were dolphins. dolphins. They're my favorite. Don't tell anybody, but it's true just because there's a dolphin on it. Um, so first I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, their family life. So dolphins are very communal animals, like having one separated from the rest of them all, they will, they will actually commit suicide. Like they'll choose to not breathe any longer. They're an animal that needs to be with its group, its pod. Right. Um, and so we've noticed that there's a lot of language that we we're still like trying to understand. Uh, but the cool thing is, is they can, they communicate with a series of clicks and whistles. Um, but most of it humans can't even hear. So we have to use these like cool technological advances to be able to even capture the range of, you know, when you're swimming with them, you can feel the echolocation on your body. You can hear the clicks and whistles. So they're first of all, like sussing out the area and talking at the same time, which is incredible. So I know there's a thing called a hydrophone that people use to listen to the whales sing. Have Mm. you heard of this thing? Yeah. Can the dolphin song or the clicking be heard on that? Or is it specific high frequency noises that we just can't hear unless there's like there's a range. Okay. Yeah. So like when you put a hydrophone into the water, you would of course hear the dolphins like you would hear audibly, Mm -hmm. but there are really sensitive ones that you can get as well that will help in record. There's a lot of, you know, scientists out there that you can find on the internet who are doing this type of thing. Um, but I remember, Oh, I'll have to look up the woman's name, but she does a lot of research with spotted dolphins in the Bahamas and in Florida, I think it's where she's based out of. And it's called the wild dolphin project. I'm going to need to look, or if you could look up her name while I'm talking about them, that would be great. Um, But I remember I was reading a book by her and she was saying that she had this red scarf that every time she jumped in the water, the dolphins just loved to play with. So they would swim, toss the red scarf to the other one, toss the red scarf to the other one. And she had this like chest plate with a bunch of different buttons on it. And she would push the button for red scarf and then throw it, trying to train them to see if they would make that noise asking for the red scarf. Uh, did you get her name? Yeah. Her name's Denise Herzing. Perfect. Yeah. So um, Denise and her uh, group were doing all of these tests and they were like, you know what? The dolphin has never seen the sound or the signal for the red scarf, but it took her a long time. I can't remember how long she realized when they were able to broaden the frequency that they had been saying it the whole time asking for the red scarf. So, you know, these dolphins were like, oh, these sweet little simple humans <laughs> yeah. cannot figure out that I'm saying red scarf. Like we're probably <laughs> adorable to them. Yeah. Did you ever read um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I didn't. Oh my gosh. They The beginning of that is all about how dolphins are super intelligent and they bail on earth because they know it's going to like end. Yeah. yeah. 
if they had opposable thumbs, they would be in charge. They would still be on top. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so usually they swim in matri- matriarchal and patriarchal societies. It will change across species, but this is again, just a generalization. We usually see it with bottlenose dolphins. Um, but so that means that the oldest female, she's the boss, right? She's the alpha. And you'll notice this with killer whales, orcas, that like pretty much across the board, you'll commonly see this in dolphin pods. So usually they'll swim in what's called a nursery pod, which is the mothers with the babies or a bachelor pod, which is a bunch of dudes <laughs> looking to get laid. Why does the bachelor pod sound like way more fun? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they just have zero responsibility, right? Yeah. They just fight each other for dominance, want to be the bad, the bad boy. And then the, the like grandma of the group will be like, okay, I see this you know, bachelor pod, this one and this one, those two boys look like they'll probably be the best. And she'll allow them in to like mate with a couple of the girls in her group. And then bam, they kick him out again. <laughs> Dolphin. Yeah. Um, and again, this is in the wild that you're never going to like see them completely separate. They'll come up on each other all the time. So this is a, again, a broad generalization, mm-hmm. but so you will usually see them swimming in those two different types of pods. Um, and one thing, like I said, is we're talking about their language, right? And one of my favorite things learning, because I've worked with dolphins for a while. It was my first introduction to having a boat job was being a naturalist on a wild dolphin sighting tour. Um, I love dolphins. I just love them so much. But when I was there, every time I hopped into the water, I would squeak my camera. I would go one, two, three, pause, one, two, pause, one, two, three just so they knew like, Hey, this person is getting into the water. Like they knew our boat, that sort of thing. So I wanted to like introduce myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, my husband is in the military and he leaves all the time. (laughs) Makes me a little sad and I get a little depressed sometimes and lonely. And there was one time where he was who knows where some other country. And I hadn't seen him in a couple of months. I was feeling very alone and just like having a bad day, but I was out and I knew I was going to see the dolphins and I was excited to just share my love with them for people. But I got into the water and I immediately could feel them echolocating onto my body. You feel like the little vibration. Um, And so I started squeaking my camera and then I heard back one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three. Like they said my name and I just started crying. (laughs) I didn't pay attention to anyone in the group I was leading nothing. I'm just sitting there crying in the ocean. Cause this dolphin legit said my name, like mm-hmm. acknowledged me. Yeah. And then when they come up to you, they're introducing themselves to you as well, which is so sad. Cause I just can't say their name back. I don't you like little <laughs> whistles or clickers. Yeah. Something. Um, so it just felt really special to have that acknowledgement, but did you know they're just like humans where their mom is the one who names them? Yeah. Which is insane. So I also heard that the, the mom starts speaking or singing to them in the womb mm-hmm. so that they can hear her voice. And then when they're born, they already have like that exactly. bond. Exactly. Yeah. It takes only three days for them to respond completely to their name. Mm-hmm. So essentially she's singing to her baby in the womb. So they're smarter than we are because babies take a long time yeah. to realize that we're saying their name. And I think that's for survival too. Like they notice, if you notice whenever you see dolphins swimming, they're usually, especially wild ones, right by their mama. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not right by their mama, they can be a snack, yeah. you know? So it's like, that's a big part of it is like, listen to me or else like the ones who don't listen, they don't survive. Right. Especially in that sort of scenario. And I know that in Hawaii, we have like with the spinner dolphins, who is who I have the most um, 
spend the most time with, they come into a lot of issues too, because like I said, they're smaller and they're coastal. So most, a lot of dolphins will leave an area if they need to, but these guys kind of just, if they're from the West side, they're born and raised West side, they stay West side. They won't even go to the North shore. Right. <laughs> you know? um, and they're the only nocturnal species of dolphin that we know of in the entire world. Yep. So a lot of these tours and boats and noise pollution is waking them up. And it, we've noticed that it started to, um, affect their reproduction habits so we started to see less babies and it started to affect their fishing so we started to see a lot more cookie cutter shark bites on their bodies which can kill one of the babies if they're small enough cookie cutter sharks are small but they're just assholes man we talked about them we still need to do an episode with the cookie just the cookie cutter shark yeah but um so that's why when we talked about that that was banned it was kind of a bummer because like you'll get in trouble even if you're swimming and the dolphins are in the area and you don't swim away and I, I get it. Like it has to be, I get it. I know. But also I just want to swim with them because they're so cute. Because swimming with the dolphins is the best. But um, since that law was passed in October, it is currently January. They have already seen in that short of amount of time, they've already seen an increase in their population. No, It's making a huge difference to not swim That makes me so happy. Them. Yeah. Like at least me not hanging out with them is good for them. I know. Like it's, it's, it's hurting like our souls, but it's fine. <laughs> I miss you, Dolphin. I'm happy for you, but I'm I miss happy you're you. doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that's just a tiny overview of dolphins' lives. Um, they can live for quite a while, usually up to like 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that again pollution, predators, humans, <laughs> things like that. And that's in the wild, yeah. Uh, captivity. In the in captivity, they sometimes live longer because they have access to such good health care. Yeah. So I knew of a dolphin I think I can't remember her I think her name was princess and she was the matriarch of one of the facilities on the mainland and she was like 46 and I think when I was there that was like seven maybe like six years ago Mm -hmm. so again past 50 so they can live for quite a while that's you know imagine someone feeding on you hand and foot they're taking care of every issue things like that but now you know the it would just be like when you're living in a more wild environment you tend to you know can't keep up with the pod or a shark takes you out because you're the last one in the group that kind of thing but the cool thing is is they're sharing that knowledge through their generations so that's what's really special is the grandmothers still play a very strong role in the raising of these babies and the same for the males the strong older males the younger ones will still be fighting for dominance and like to be the boss but even when one of the younger like middle-aged ones is the boss the older ones are still there teaching the young boys that come into the bachelor pot yeah which is cool i love that dolphins are the best i know and did you know that they have two stomachs (gasps) yeah tell us more about that what why (laughs) give me a second (laughs) i just had that but i didn't write it down oh no you're good dolphins two stomachs it's just a weird thing to have it's weird and i think other than cows i can't think of any land animal that has more than one stomach yeah so It says that one is, it just stores the food. And the second one is where the digestion actually takes place. I know so many people that would want that. I, (laughs) I'm going to eat and I'm going to let one stomach digest while I just keep eating. Yeah. Cause I have two. Yeah. That would be me. (laughs) Those lucky little guys. Lucky little guys. (laughs) Um, but they're just, they're just really interesting. And 
they usually eat fish, crustaceans, things like that. Um, but did you know they're mammals, right? Mm -hmm. And so that means that they need fresh water. Yeah. So how would you expect them to get fresh water when they're living in salt water? <gasps> Tell us, Blake. They get it from the fish that they eat. That is so interesting. And right? that kind of rings a bell. I feel like we've talked about another animal that does that. Have we? Yeah. Oh gosh. Our listeners are going to be like, it's this. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> and we're oh, like, no. oh. <laughs> this is what recording number three of the day. <laughs> um, but I thought that was super interesting. And dolphins are just like, they're just so freaking smart. So they can recognize themselves in a mirror, which is mm -hmm. cool. Like if you put a mirror in front of a dolphin that's uh, in captivity, they'll literally like turn around, look at their dorsal fin, look at their little flukes. Like they'll check themselves yeah. out, which is so cute. They also, <laughs> um, warning, if you have children listening, pause and move them along. You, your kids shouldn't be listening to this, <laughs> to this podcast. It is rated explicit and we have that on everything. So warning, uh, this is not a child's podcast, even though it says mermaids in the title. Um, but they have a very vibrant sexual life. So they masturbate, they'll pull like they'll pull out, mm -hmm. like they'll have sex just for fun. And there are very few animals in the world. I think it's like humans, chimps, and dolphins. I was going to say, I feel like there's like, like the only other ones. Yeah. yeah. So they'll literally like pull and pray. <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Um, they masturbate with all kinds of things, especially the young boys, like mm -hmm. even more so than the young girls, the young girls will nuzzle each other and like help each other along kind of thing. But the boys, they're a lot. They've been known to grab eels, wrap it around their man bits, <laughs> and then do their thing. Use an eel to jerk them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. So they have done that. I, I really, now I want to know about what chimps go through because that I mean hopefully not a lot of human dudes are using eels to help themselves but like that kind of behavior uh -huh. you know what I mean like you see like preteen boys that right. are very sexual curious about yeah. themselves <laughs> and so now that the do the dolphins are the same I uh -huh. wonder if chimps are too if that's just like I'm a, pretty sure they uh, yeah a male trait it's just <laughs> The dudes are just a lot. Those poor eels. I know. The eels. Can you imagine? You'd be so traumatized. You're like, oh, okay, I'm not getting eaten. And then you're like, oh, shit. I've seen some things. I've seen some things. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely like, everyone thinks dolphins is very altruistic because they are. They've mm -hmm. been known to save humans from sharks. They've been known to help other wounded animals. And they've even been known to adopt animals from other species and let them join into their pod for safety and as a mother. Like you'll actually see them nursing other animals. So that is very altruistic and beautiful. But they're very much like humans where there's another side of things. <laughs> <laughs> they are a very well-rounded creature, just like we are. There's mm -hmm. light and dark and the mixture of the two is what makes them them. Um, we'll have a whole episode on killer whales. I won't even get into them because they're psychotic. Yeah, we already have like an yeah. orca idea in, yeah. the, in the mix that so. needs to happen yeah. it's just it's just a lot <laughs> um, but so like we're, I'm just thinking like the smaller dolphins so mm -hmm. bottlenose um, spotted spinners things like that uh, but they have been known to get high mm -hmm. did you know that I did know but why don't you tell us how okay <laughs> so they will nuzzle with their rostrum so the rostrum is that beak it, it's like their mouth right it, everybody calls it their nose even though 
they don't have a nose. Right. Um, so that rostrum, they'll nuzzle the sides of a pufferfish until the pufferfish poofs up, and then they'll rub it on the little spikes, poke themselves a little bit, just enough to get high. I've also seen that they use the puffers as balls in like games. They they, so it's probably like as they're getting high, they're they like, play. let's have a, have a catch. And it's a social <laughs> thing because they're social animals. So they'll be like, hey girl, you want to get high with this puffer fish uh, as I jack off with an eel? <laughs> Just, I need an eel and I need a puffer <laughs> fish <laughs> and we're going to have a party. <laughs> yeah. They've also been known to use seagrass. So like pretty much anything softy you can wrap around your manly bits. Sure. That um, makes sense. Do you know how to tell the difference between a male and a female? Tell me. So on their bellies, everything is internal, right? So their penises, if it's a male, is inside of their bodies. And that's just for, so they can glide through the water easily. Because mm-hmm. if you have all these little bits jangling, you're not going to be that fast and mm-hmm. it's dangerous, right? It's so uh, the boys have what looks like an exclamation point. It's one long slit on their belly and then a little dot. Um, and then the females have one long slit on their belly and then a dot on either side. So best way to remember is that boys are always excited and girls are good at math. Oh my gosh. Yep. So that is not true in my case. <laughs> Me neither. But so the boys looks like an exclamation and the girls looks like a division sign. Oh, so the so boys, funny. that's little open, the penis comes out and they do whatever it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then the females have that slit is their vaginal slit, but then they also have those two smaller ones, which is their mammary glands. So that means when the little baby dolphins are born, they're born like a little burrito. So they're just adorable. Their dorsal fin on their back is wrapped down onto their back itself. Their tail fin is wrapped around each other and it looks like they're giving themselves a hug. So they're just a little like dolphin torpedo and they are born. They're little, they're usually, they're supposed to be tail first, bloop, they just come out of the body. And then when they're swimming, all of that cartilage is still soft. So they're just super floppy and adorable, but uh, they're born with, it looks like a baby dolphin mustache. Oh, because <laughs> they're mammals. I'm just, I'm just gonna look it they up. have hair. It's adorable. So that hair helps them find their mother's mammary slits. So they'll nuzzle the side of their moms and then they'll stick their little rostrum into that mammary slit, which has the nipple. And then when they suck on it, their, t- their tongue makes almost like a little straw and that's how they get their milk. And those little baby beards or baby mustaches turn into the tiny little like sensory hairs, right? Their whiskers. Do they keep them their whole life? No, it'll start to go away. Oh, it does go. Yeah. So that's just for their mating. I mean, for their mating. Oh my gosh. For their feeding. Yeah. Kinky. (laughs) I was just talking a little bit too long about dolphin sex. That is for their feeding. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So another thing that I like I feel like a lot of people don't notice is again, they're mammals, but they live in the sea. So they have their blowhole, which is how they breathe, mm-hmm. but they are voluntary breathers. So like for us, we're always breathing. We don't have to think about it, but dolphins, they are breathing through their blowhole. Mm-hmm. So imagine if they just were swimming along and then they're like, <gasps> breathe in, they would drown just like we would drown. So that means that as voluntary breathers, whenever we have them in captivity, we actually can't put them under anesthesia because they have to be awake and consciously make the decision to breathe, which is just crazy to me. So if they go under anesthesia, they will die. Yeah. So that's why like dolphin surgeries, things like that, everything can be, you have to be very, very careful. And that's why people study for years to become a specialist in these marine mammals. Um, But a cool thing about that too, is because they have to voluntarily think that means that they use half of their brain at a time to sleep. So they still sleep, but kind of. Yeah. Imagine how much we would get done if we could. 
We would. And honestly, I know that you're probably about to go into this, but watching the spinners while they sleep, like you would never know. You can't tell. You can't tell. Uh huh. You just see them. It's called milling, doing yeah. a milling pattern. And they're just doing these big circles and they're calm. Um, but one cool thing is, is dolphins will choose like a BFF, like, Hey, you're going to be my buddy kind of for life. Like like bros before hose level <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and so they've noticed this, especially in the males, the females will do it as well, but you partner up and each dolphin will turn on one or turn off one side of their brain. So you know how the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll turn off whichever side of the body uh, is in control of their internal eye and then keep on the external one. So the work is one unit, seeing one dolphin looking left, one dolphin looking right and milling and breathing together. So that's just like, what is it? Flotsam and jetsam from the little mermaid, the oh. eels that come together and yeah. they use their eyes uh-huh. <laughs> or like a three-legged race. I did not know that. That's uh-huh. super interesting. Isn't it? Oh, buddies. Dolphin. They have the buddy system. Yeah. Totally. And out. when they're like teenage boys and they're like, feel all kinds of way about girl dolphins they'll actually (laughs) yeah besides once they move on from eels and they can like get some uh, they've got the grown their dolphin muscles and are attracting the females they will actually help each other so like whoever their sleeping buddy is they'll be like hey kind of into that girl you want to like play wingman and they'll play wingman oh i would say fin man oh except they are very terrifying yeah fin men (laughs) oh yeah yeah oh my gosh Dolphins. Oh my God. I'm assuming they're on the, the UN's list of sentient beings. They have to be right. They have to be. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. While look you that up. Talking. So I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I love how on the notes, it just says dolphin baby burrito, <laughs> <laughs> but we talked a little bit about what they eat. Um, they can dive really deep up to about a thousand feet and that's mainly done during hunting. So they'll go after fish, you know, crustaceans, things like that. But usually like a good, delicious, juicy fish is going to be what they're going for. Um, I oh, just, sorry, did you find it? they're first on the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, that. I would be very surprised if they're not. Yeah. Followed by crows. Crows? Yeah. Huh. Super interesting. Anyway, I ahead. have heard that if you leave a crow like gifts, they'll eventually start to bring you gifts. Yes. Which would be fun. That's... Do we, we don't we even have crows crow. here. Colorado, so. text your parents and ask them to make friends with crow for us. Can you please we'll have a like friend? a crow, crow camp. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the dolphins while we're here. Actually, we won't because they're protected. We can't. Oh, it hurts my soul, but yeah. it's fine. But it's good for them. It's good for yeah. them. It's good for them. But yeah, dolphins are just absolutely incredible. They'll adorn themselves with jewelry. They play games. They'll give each other gifts. They're just like in Hawaii. Dolphin is Kanakanaya, which literally translates to people of the sea. And they are like everything that we love and hate in humans, we also see it in dolphins. Like we see lovemaking, we see rape, we see healthy hunting practices, we see a little bit of trauma, a little bit of abuse, like all of these things. It's like they are animals and we don't want to what's called anthropomorphize them but also they're they are very similar it's almost like a mirror yeah um but they're way better to their environment than we are known to be Uh, yep by a lot um i am super excited to delve into the specific species yeah of them in other episodes yeah i have to do that i say we should each choose like when we do our kind of interesting ones and then kind of boring ones where we each choose two just like normal and then two crazy ones crazy dolphin ones yeah have you seen the orca guy on tiktok 
No. We need to have him on. Ooh, I don't yeah. know if it's just the orca man, the orca guy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> but we he should... has all of this interesting information on TikTok. Um, and I know he has a bunch of followers. I'm just gonna type in orca. I think the orca man. The orca man on TikTok. This guy. Okay, we'll link him Welcome at the bottom of this episode. Yeah, he has like super fun, crazy long hair. I love it. And he just nerds out about orcas. So I feel like he would be the person to learn from. We should call him. Hey, Mr. Orca Man. Stay tuned for the Orca Man, <laughs> hopefully on our podcast. Yes. Um, but it just surprises me. Okay, so let me just one more interesting and fun fact of a way to tell the difference between dolphin, dolphins and uh porpoises is dolphins have cone-shaped teeth and porpoises have spade-shaped teeth so everyone's like oh but that one definitely like if I looked at an orca I would definitely think porpoise because of its like shorter rounder rostrum right right like it's its face is just rounder Mm -hmm. rather than like a dolphin I always think the long nose like the Amazonian river dolphin or the bottlenose dolphin aren't beluga whales dolphins am I wrong no they're porpoise Okay. I think, okay. or are they, they're not considered a whale. They're considered a porpoise because they have spade shaped teeth. I had one bite my camera. Aww. It was adorable. I'll try to find uh, that video and put it on there. We should do a beluga episode too. A hundred percent. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you, okay. So we'll talk about belugas in a second. I, I was, I was, I'm trying so hard not yeah. to say so many. We got to focus. Right <laughs> focus. I love them so much. They're considered the canaries of the sea. Okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> But yeah, dolphins are just absolutely amazing. Um, they really do have something special and unique about every single species that there is. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to learn from them. But I think one of my favorite things just to remember is the excitement that people have when we see dolphins. I think because we can recognize the intelligence and we recognize ourselves in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And humans are kind of idiots but we can also do really great things like you look at all of the scientific experiments and stuff that was happening of people like putting dolphins on lsd and things like that in you know the 60s and 70s when everything and everyone was on lsd (laughs) Um, but then you can see of like people developing relationships with dolphins there's one wild dolphin in ireland uh i can't remember his name i'll need to look it up but he was known for like hanging out with boats and making sure that the boats were safe there was a rizzo's dolphin in uh, a certain port that would lead dolphins through a really dangerous area i mean (laughs) lead lead human boats through a really dangerous area and make sure that they were safe and then of course somebody shot her so they couldn't find her for a while but then she ended up coming back and still doing her job of leading people through this like crazy area let me look up the name of the dolphin in ireland because he was just adorable okay and we can figure out what kind he was and maybe throw him in that episode too okay ireland dolphin um fung so his name was fungi the dingle dolphin oh my gosh it's been October 12th marks one year since uh, somebody saw him, but he, I believe was, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I, so he's in Dingle in this area in Ireland. And I'm pretty sure that he was captive and then they released him, but he loves humans. So he just like mm. hangs out all the time. So now he's this famous, um, famous dolphin in Dingle Ireland. So his name is Fungi. Cool. <laughs> and the Rizzo's dolphin led people through a street 
Um, but it's just incredible to me that the, oh, his name was uh, Polaris Jack. Uh, so this is from 1888 to 1912. He's a Rizzo dolphin that was famous for meeting and es escorting ships through a stretch of water in Cook Strait. Mm -hmm. So that's literally, he just, that was his thing was I'm going to lead these ships and then people would give him fish and snacks and then he'd keep them safe. Good. Yeah. I love it. They're just so incredible. Yeah. I can't wait to learn more about all the different ones. Oh, I can't wait to, I can't <laughs> wait to do it too. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Thank you.